You're listening to Social, Social Distancing, a podcast produced by Olivet College to remind you that no matter how far we are from each other, we're all a part of the, the Olivet, Olivet College family. family. Welcome to Social Distancing, the new Olivet College podcast with Ryan Shockey and your co-host, Dane Pavlovsky. Hey, great to see you today, Dane, over uh, Zoom. We, uh, we got a new podcast going on here. And we're going to get to that and tell everybody a little bit about what we're going to do during this time of social distancing. Each day that we uh, put out a podcast, we'll have a guest with us. And today we are fortunate enough to have a guest. His name is Sam Hargraves, head men's basketball coach at Olivet College. Sam, say hi. Gentlemen, it's great to be with you. Great to have yeah. you. So like I said, my name is Ryan Shockey. I'm the director of athletics at Olivet College. Joined with me is a good friend, co-worker, Dane Pavlovsky. We've gone... Uh, Back a few years, and Dane, this isn't the first time we've worked together on a broadcast. It's not, yeah. but it is the first time you got my name right, right off the bat. So I think that's Well, okay, good. let's throw me under the bus that's, for that. That's I a big win. It. Uh, but yeah, I'm the assistant professor of journalism, mass communication, also an Olivet grad from 2013 and was a sports director and also called all the sports, uh, did WOCR 891 the one, our student-run radio station. Uh, but Mr. Shockey himself actually called a little men's basketball uh, during yeah. Christmas break this year, and we had a, a rip-roaring good time. It was fun. I thought we were going to get to do it again, but Dane didn't invite me back. <laughs> I did not. I guess it's what happens when you get scared of your side talent. The head coach so. said something about he didn't like it, so I had to, I had to clean things up after that. <laughs> so – so essentially what we've got going on here is Dane and I got together and we thought what better way to keep people engaged and talk about the self-quarantine, the COVID-19 scare, the social distancing while everyone's at home and nobody's at school. We, uh, we want to be with you. We want to talk to you. We want to hear how things are going. So we thought it would be great to have a podcast that's all positive. It's not political. We're going to share some good stuff. And more importantly, we're going to talk to each other and we're going to talk to our special guests each week. How are they getting by? What have they learned? I know I've learned a lot. So we're going to go through that and discuss those things, have a good time, and be an outlet for you, our listeners, our students, our faculty and staff. If you ever want to reach out, you want to talk to us, send us an email. We can, uh, we can fit you in. What do you think, Dane? Absolutely. I, I think you nailed it. That's, that's kind of what it's all about, you know, and we've talked with some other people and, um, you know, as a faculty member, we, every Wednesday for seminar, we still do it on Zoom and just seeing and hearing the voices like our students and even for us, the faculty, like my Wednesdays, I always feel so energized and I'm all pumped up. Uh, so we want to kind of try to bring that to all of you right through your headphones, through your ears. So like uh, Ryan said, uh, if you want to get involved, you want to be a part of it, you want to just shout out other members of OC Nation, uh, feel free to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. So, Dane, you mentioned Zoom. I did. So I'm kind of curious to find out how things have been different for you, uh, especially teaching. Obviously, you're not in the classroom anymore. Not. Um, what is Zoom? For those of you listening that have no idea what he's talking about, how are you utilizing it? And uh, how do you think your students are doing? Great question. It is one of many uh, meeting tools right now for visual and audio meetings. Um, I'd used it a few times before, but similar to like a FaceTime, a, like a Google Love Hangout, it. that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, it's one, I'll say this, all those kinds of tools, those meeting tools, really huge, obviously, right now. Um, like you said, not in the classroom. So as a faculty member, it's a big change. Uh, I am coming to you live and recorded and direct, though, from what we affectionately refer to as the Pavlovsky Podcast Palace, 
also known as my kitchen table. Um, but it's been a big change. And I think for different faculty members, there are different challenges. My wife, who is a full-time faculty member on the science staff, is in our dining room a few feet away from me doing the same thing. Um, but my classes, I'm a journalism mass communication professor. So my classes this semester are broadcast production, broadcast practicum, photography, photojournalism. Those are real hard to teach virtually, let me tell you. Um, so it's been interesting to see how we can kind of move things and change things, but still give students a good opportunity to get the skills they need uh, when they go on from Olivet College. And uh, I'll say this, not just about JMC, but about all of our faculty. People are being creative. We're showing that kind of the grit, like the beards of our athletic director and our men's basketball coach. We're showing that grit, that toughness, because people are being really resourceful and creative in finding ways to give Olivet students that Olivet education in this different setting. So it's been tough, I'll say that. Um, we have a lot of late nights. I look over at a sink full of dishes because we both are just pretty much go, go, go until it's dinner time, then it's go, go, go again. Uh, but I think we're gonna come out on the other end of this, um, not happy that we have to be locked down for so long, but realizing that, hey, there's, there's a lot of ways to adapt and overcome. Uh, and really try to meet things head on and find creative solutions. So I know my students I've seen uh, are really benefiting from that, that, hey, it might not work and you can't come to Pav's office, you might have to figure something out. And uh, they're really starting to thrive with that. Good, well, it's glad to hear you're doing so well and your wife is doing well, I take it. She's crushing you guys, it. <clears throat> you guys are lucky, you're at home, no kids, um, probably just having a, a party. Uh, you can't play two-person euchre, though, so you're, you're probably not doing real well there. Hey, we play euchre on the phones with the parents now, so we got that figured out. You don't worry about us. There you go. That's great. For me, it's a little different. I've got three kids. Um, apparently, we've started homeschooling. Uh, big, big props to my wife. My wife is a nurse, um, but she is, she's currently not working. Uh, in the hospital. She's also teaching, though, at another institution. So she's been doing the Dane and the Aaron thing with trying to figure out how to teach uh, nursing clinicals, Ooh. not in not in the hospital. Uh, but so she's also been homeschooling our kids with this and trying to get it through. Every time our kids have class, or imagine, Dane, how difficult it is for you with college kids. I've got a kindergartner, a second grader, and a fifth grader. Can you imagine 25 second graders on a Google Hangout? And it's just complete chaos. But been having a lot of fun with our kids at home. We, uh, they did a whole worm week last week. My wife set up a whole thing with them about worms and learning <laughs> the biology behind them. So we have a worm farm now in our house. Nice. That I think last count was about 75 worms strong. That's a lot of worms. It's a lot of worms. It was a lot of fun to go worm hunting. Wow. So, Good activities. Uh, yeah, a lot of activities, a lot of fun. But then on the serious side with work, uh, you know, our coaches, obviously, we're, uh, we're disappointed to hear this happen. Uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was uh, when I wrote a letter to all the student athletes, letting them know that the spring seasons were, gonna, were going to cease to exist. But I think there's a lot of positive coming out of it. Uh, all of our coaches, I think, and Sam, you can argue with me if you want, but it almost feels like we have a a rejuvenation of, of what our job is and why we do what we do. And we've been talking about that a lot, staying engaged, working with our student athletes, making sure they're uh, doing their virtual classes, 
doing what they need to do to, to continue to come back next year, uh, using this as a huge opportunity to move some big projects forward. And I think it's given all of us new life. You know, you take something away for a few days, a couple of weeks, and you realize why you do this and, and how much you miss those student athletes. So a lot of positives there at work. And uh, I'm excited to see everybody come back. And I know our coaches will be excited too. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say that, like the, to jump on there quick, what, I think it's amusing, and I think everybody probably feels this way. There are faculty and there are staff and there are students and there are people who are unaffiliated with colleges completely that are going through similar things right now, that when you're in it, especially that like coming back from spring break, which is what we were about to do uh, before we were told we're transitioning to remote learning, um, it's so people get kind of in that in that rut where it's just oh, every day we're showing up, we're going to practice, we're going to class, we're tired of this, tired of that. And it took a week where faculty and student, we were all like, because th- a lot of us, I think mentally, we're like, we're going to go asynchronous style of teaching, which is get it done when you can throughout the week. And we don't have to touch base. you know. But now we're all like, hey, we should do a Zoom meeting. We should jump in a Zoom. I got to see you. I got to talk to you. Um, and even that first week in seminar after we made the transition to remote learning, the main thing most of our students were saying are, oh, I miss my friends. I miss campus. I miss my team. I miss my, like, and I think, like you said, it's the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. We are, it's easy, I think, especially small town, all of that. I'm a small town kid where you go, oh, it's just all of that. Oh, it's just Rudyard. Oh, it's just wherever you come from. But you start to realize those little nuggets, those things that make this place so special, especially all of that. Um, And I think our students too are kind of getting that re- rejuvenation that new refound sense of man this place is great this is an important place and I miss it and like you said the sooner we can get back and get everybody there the better uh, as soon as it's safe and healthy and wise for us to do and I think everybody's feeling that too. Hey I, I picked up on that Rudyard reference you just threw in there that's a nice little reference of a small eastern UP. That's beautiful. Go Bulldogs baby 906 UP power. Dane, you know, one of the things that we want to do with this show is is share the good news, remind our Olivet College family that, uh, you know, even though it's social distancing, we can still be together in community. I would rather call it physical distancing. I think I've talked like to that. more people in the last three weeks than I've ever talked to in my life. What's a good news story you've heard or you've seen out there? We need something. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I saw a couple and one actually that kind of built into it that popped on my uh, Facebook timeline today. I've been on Facebook more than I ever have in my life, just looking at stuff, trying to figure out what everybody's up to, but not my preferred social media of choice. But I saw some really cool things. Um, And first, I originally saw in the Washington Post, um, journalism guy, there's a story, though, about this superintendent in Pennsylvania who called a local drive-in movie theater to do a high school graduation. So, like, all the preach or all the speeches would be pre-recorded. Um, they would have somebody up on the big screen, like where the drive-in movie would be played, uh, saying the names of all the students, and they'd put up a big, huge picture of their yearbook photo. But and then they'd use little drive-in boxes for the audio of what was being said. But then it came even closer to home, where I saw something, and it was Hondo Carpenter. Apparently, he is going to MC on a radio station for Owasso their drive-up graduation. So their plan right now is they're going to broadcast live on the radio and read all the names of the seniors and do speeches and things like that. 
and the students and family are going to be in their cars and they're going to drive up and they're working on some system to receive diplomas or they'll mail them out later. And like that to me as a journalist and especially visual, oh my goodness, the visuals for that are going to become super famous and be historic and win all kinds of awards when we're through this whole thing. But I think the underlying thing that makes that good news to me is kind of what I was talking about before. It's that ability to adapt and like life throws a lot of curveballs. And this is one that I keep talking to students about. Hey, we're right there with you. None of us have ever lived through anything like this. So everybody's figuring it out all together and things like, how do we get groceries? How we, is mail okay? What do we need to do going out? And this is something that for me, like I know how important graduation is. We have seniors and we're undergoing like our discussion of how can we make this work because graduation commencement is so important. And I like that these small communities and people are taking upon themselves to go, we're doing it. it. We have to find a way. We're going to find a way to make our students feel this. And I think that's something everyone in education is struggling with. So for me, these stories, like, I just love seeing that, like, when people are pushed kind of over to the edge, finding a way to hop over and overcome and figure it out. And I just think it's really cool. One thing that's coming out of this is, gosh darn, people are being resourceful and they're being creative. Like tonight, each week we've had virtual cigars. We're a big cigar family. So on that cigar porch right back there and through Zoom, which if before any of this, you would have told me my dad can run a Zoom meeting, I would have laughed at you. He's a superintendent, but not a technology guy. And now he does Zoom meetings every day and we have, we're playing games tonight. We're having a game night. But the creativity and the resourcefulness like just makes me smile. It makes me happy seeing people come together and helping and there's infinite stories right now. But those are the things that for me, that somebody kind of close to education like that really stood out. And Shaki, I know you have some good news. You had some things that jumped yeah. out you wanted to share. What do you, what did well, you see this week? Yeah, and first of all, I'd like to point out how cool it is. You and your parents don't get together on a weekly basis anyways. They're all the way up in the UP. Yeah, four and a half hours so, away. So this has brought people closer together, even, you know, that normally don't get together all the oh, time. Yeah. Um, so that's really awesome. I, I wish uh, it's a fight, not a fight, but it's a, it's a, comedy every time we try to get my parents on zoom they still have their picture deleted or you know oh, you gotta yeah. start the camera mom mom <laughs> lower left hand corner you gotta hit the camera button and then <clears throat> then they come on but yeah you know good things uh here in marshall there's a foundation that uh that exists it's called i've got your backs a uh, little bit of history on the i've got your backs foundation there was a a college football player, Isaac Lowrich, he's from, a, he's a Marshall native. He was a walk-on football player at Central Michigan. Uh, since we've moved here to Marshall, I've actually been uh, honored and privileged enough to get to be pretty good friends with members of his family and seeing a lot of the good things that this foundation has done. A week or so ago, they started out with a $500 goal through this foundation to feed some healthcare workers on the front line. All they did, you know, just put out some Real simple Venmo stuff. They wanted to raise 500 bucks. They ended up raising over $2,300. Wow. And every day this week, they have fed a different group of healthcare workers in the surrounding area. Uh, you know, the awesome thing about that is our healthcare workers on the front line are working crazy hours. Oh, yeah. Um, they're getting fed. And not only are they getting fed, but they are getting fed with local restaurants everything's right here in Marshall. They're going to different restaurants every day. So it's helping support the local economy, you know, and I think, uh, I think one of the things for me that's really neat about this is it's come full circle. Uh, Isaac uh, lost his life way too young. 
he uh, was actually, uh, he died of H1N1 back mm. in 2009 when that was a thing that came through. Who would have ever thought that almost 11 years later, another pandemic would give his family an opportunity to give back to a community. Uh, great stuff, good news. I think we need to keep sharing this stuff, um, which is, which it makes me feel good, right? It restores some faith in humanity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. Sam, you're kind of leaning forward. Have you, I, this wasn't scripted, so you don't know <laughs> this, but have you seen any good news? It looks like you've got something maybe you want to say. Yeah. Well, I'm leaning forward because my, my back hurts, mainly <laughs> in the air that I'm sitting in. Uh, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, as you can tell by goatee, gray hairs. Uh, yeah, I, and I'll keep this anonymous just to protect the uh, names of those involved. Uh, I, was, I went into uh, the downtown where I live a couple days ago to, you know, get some of the necessities. And, uh, you know, it's just a little bit funny. I, I saw this guy. And he had he had long '80s rock and roll hair, and he had a he had a long gray trench coat, you know. And and I mean, I kind of judged him when I looked at him. I wasn't quite sure what this cat was up to. And he was walking, and and he would stop. Uh, he's on the other side of the street from me, and he would stop and reach down to the ground, and and looked like he took something out of his pocket, and he and he placed another one a couple steps further at another business. And then I went into the place that I was going into. And when I came back out, he had come over to my side of the street. So now I'm maybe 25, 30 feet from him. And he reaches down and puts something on the ground. So I let him, I let him uh, go on ahead a little ways. And I walked over to it. And it was, the, it was like a little rock. And he had painted just a great message on it, you know. So I ended up going around and looking about four or five of these things. And, you know, I mean, it just, it's just like what you guys are alluding to. Little things like that, uh, I, I think we, we see a lot of the good nature of our human race when things like this happen. So I just thought it was really, really a neat thing to see this guy who nobody told him to do this. He, he wasn't getting paid to do this. Uh, I might be one of the only people that even saw who was doing this. And so just what a, what a neat little thing to do for him to take the time to do that. But it, it was pretty cool to witness. Well, that's great. It's a great story. Um, and I'm sure those are all around. Uh, people listening, if you've got something that you want us to share, absolutely send it in. You can find uh, Dane's information or my information online. Just email us. I'm rshockey at olivetcollege.edu. I'm guessing you're Dane P at olivetcollege.edu. You're not. Pavlovsky, D-P-A-V-L-O-S-K-I. There you go. I got you. So yeah, send that in. We'll make sure that we go through it and read it. A lot of good stuff happening. A lot of really cool things. And uh, like I said, helps restore some faith that I have. Absolutely. And that, 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 like we talked about when we started talking about doing that, that's what it's about. Just finding those things like to be positive and happy. You know, a lot of the things I kind of pointed to, um, you know, being resourceful, finding a way to uh, deal with the situation and the hand you've been dealt and I think that this is a segue, gentlemen. And I think that segues perfectly into our first guest this week, Mr. Sam oh. Hargraves, the head men's basketball coach at Olivet College, finished his first season, who inherited a program and came here with really whatever he wanted to make happen. It's open for him. And he put he used the pieces that were here. And really, I think, at least saying as a community member, a faculty member, and an alum, really did some things here at Olivet this year on the court 
uh, that were really impressive and exciting to see and a positive thing. Uh, so I think he's a perfect guest to kind of start things off with. And Ashaki, you know him maybe a little better besides the stuff I've researched about him. Um, but, you know, again, for me on the outside in the crowd or with the broadcast kids getting figured out, uh, Coach Harger has been nothing but a pleasure, especially from our side, been really nice and open uh, to helping out our kids, our broadcasting students. Uh, and it's someone that my wife and I did not miss uh, many basketball games at all. But men's basketball, we would sit and we would just have a smile on our face watching how he coached and how he worked with some of the young men on our campus. Uh, but Shockey, maybe a little more. You got anything else about Coach Hargraves our listeners should know if they don't yet? You know, you see a lot of positive things. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've enjoyed it. Sam, I appreciate everything you've done for us. And uh, I look forward to many more years of working alongside of you and, and building something pretty special and fun and neat. Uh, not only within the men's basketball program, but in the department as a whole and as a college. So uh, thank you for being our first guest. Uh, this will be a lot of fun. Uh, some other background stuff. Sam loves to pontoon. <laughs> Big pontooner. Um, we've been fortunate enough to go out uh, once or twice with him and his family. A lot of fun. He, nice. uh, I won't steal all the thunder, but you're expecting, or at least that's what you've been told. Yeah. And this will be number two. He's got an number adorable two. little daughter. Sophia, uh, my seven-year-old, had to think about how old she was, Maeve, is just absolutely head over heels in love with Sophia to the point where, oh. I'm going to be honest, if I was Sam or Annalise, I'd be a little worried. But they seem to take it in stride and have fun with it. So, and so I, I don't know if you can legally get a restraining order against a seven-year-old. <laughs> and that might be a little extreme. It's just, it's just got to be like maybe a minutes restriction type of thing. Maybe we'll call it load management. I was just going to say a little load management. Load management. Kawhi can do it. We can do it. Yeah. Work. Maybe you got 20 minutes on. Okay. Now you got to go sit for a while. You got 20 yep. minutes off. Let self kind of recover. Let us maybe put some more protective type of gear on her. <laughs> and, and then you guys can go back to playing again. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, Sam, to echo what Ryan said, welcome. Um, you know, you. The, it's our first run, so we'll see what we can do. But kind of one of the big things I think that it's becoming almost already is, like, what were you doing? Where were you when you learned? Uh, so, like, what can you kind of tell us or take us through kind of what it was like and how you heard that, hey, the pandemic, it's, it's here, it's legit. Yeah. We got to kind of shut things down. Like, how did you kind of hear what was kind of going through your mind and then kind of how did you guys start handling it? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for the wonderful introduction. My goodness. I was a little worried, you know, if anybody saw our team's record this year, I thought maybe you guys were bringing me on to pick on me, but uh, <laughs> that's, so later. that's really nice. I, I think everybody, everybody's going to have their own story of how they found out. Uh, I think in the beginning, you know, as we started to hear about this, we weren't sure how serious it was and how big of a deal it was going to be. So in the beginning, probably like a lot of people, I didn't give it a whole lot of thought. I thought that, that we would, we would probably get it contained if it even made it to, you know, our borders um, and, and things would probably go about as normal. And then the thing that sticks out to me uh, is, is when Adam Silver uh, canceled the NBA season, or he at least delayed it in the beginning. Uh, that kind of had me, that opened my eyes. And I thought, you know what, everybody's going to follow suit now. Um, 
and and they should. But at that time, again, I'm thinking everybody's gonna gonna follow suit because they have to. Now they're not gonna look good if they don't. And and it turned out to clearly be the right thing to do. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's how we found out. Um, and then just all of a sudden, the timing of it was spring break. My guys were gone anyway. The Olivet campus was gone on spring break. Uh, so <laughs> little did I know, I saw them a little bit before that. And then, you know, it was, it was all, it was all phone conversations and texting. And, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big FaceTime guy. It, it was a, it was a, a pretty crazy thing. And obviously something that none of us have ever dealt with. And, uh, you know, hopefully none of us ever have to deal with it again the rest of our lives. And so it just, it, it's unprecedented. It's something that we've never, never experienced or had to deal with something like this. And, you know, being a college basketball coach, what's it like for you when March Madness gets shut down? Oh, man. That, oh. Uh, it's, you know, yeah. It, it, what do you say? I mean, it's <laughs> changed. You guys touched on so much of this and it, it really, Who's the the 80s band? Cinderella, I think it was. Don't know what you got till it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It's with our jobs. It's with our our entire life right now. And everybody's going through it. And it really comes down to a simple choice. And it's the same choice that we have every day. It's just more magnified right now. Are, are you somebody who's going to try to make the best out of this and figure out a way or are you just going to throw your arms up and complain and, and talk about how bad things are? And that's not to downplay. I mean, this is a tough situation for everybody. But we only have two choices in life, and we can control our attitude. And are you going to have a bad attitude or, or try to have the best attitude that you can? And that is exactly something that we talk about uh, from a coaching standpoint with our teams. On Most coaches probably talk about that on at least a, every other daily basis. Um, and what an unbelievable uh, opportunity this provides to really do a lot of a lot of self-reflection and how do I choose to wake up every day and handle this? You know, you can complain or you can go and do something fun like this and we can make fun of each other for an hour. Yes. Yeah, so, so you talk about how you handle it, right? You know, and, and one thing I wanted to point out, you talked about how you left for spring break and, and thought you were coming back. Uh, I would just like to add the truth to that. Last time I was in Cutler and I walked past your office, you still have taped on your office door your <laughs> meeting times for end of the season follow-ups with the student athletes. I think your first meeting was supposed to be the 17th of uh, yeah. March. And, okay. and it's still there, 9 a.m. Um, obviously, we didn't make that meeting, but uh, yeah. How are you doing at home? You've got, you know, like we said, you've got a pregnant wife. Yeah. Um, you've got, uh, what is Sophia, two? Not quite, but she's getting okay. close. She will be in July. So in July, she's going to be two. Yeah. Uh, a new house, right? This is the really the first full year in a new house. Yeah. Um, new yeah. community. Yeah. New, I mean, everything. New church, new friends, new. Yeah. How are you handling it? What are you doing to pass yeah. the time? I mean, it gives us such a time. We have so much time to do so many other things that that you you would put off more so. I mean, our house has never been in order like it is right now, and I'm I'm really one of the least handy people that there are, especially being from Northern Michigan. It's a little bit embarrassing, <laughs> uh, but I'm learning. I mean, we changed electrical outlets 
all throughout the upstairs of our home. I only got shocked once. I think that might be a little bit of the gray hair and the goatee is from the shocking uh, that I withstood. Um, Did so, we stop, yeah. Yeah. We stop for a minute and acknowledge how big of a deal that is? I, mean, I don't think people big understand deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. how unhandy you are. And I'm not saying that right. to be mean. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean, you put new outlets in. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. And, you know, we, I, I believe this. God gives every one of us a specific set of strengths, and we have way more weaknesses, okay? Mm -hmm. I know what my weaknesses are. So, so it sounds like you're taking it well. Annalise, uh, Soph is probably nothing's different for her. No. Um, you know, my, my wife, uh, she, she works part-time from home, uh, you know, 10, 15 hours a week, and which, is a, which is a great thing for her and a great thing for our family. Uh, so she's home with Sophia most of the time. And now obviously I'm around a little bit more, so that's throwing a different dynamic into it. But, you know, all kidding aside, I mean, for me, it's just, it's been a blessing in a way to be able to spend so much time with her. Uh, and you got, well, Dane doesn't know, maybe he'll know at some point, Shockey knows three times over. Those first two years, man, it's just, there's nothing like it. And to, to just watch her grow and change on a daily basis, I get to play with her, hang out with her, and it, it's just wonderful. You know, you talk about your family and your house. Um, you know, as, a, as most coaches, I think, would say, and I'm putting these words in your mouth, uh, your other family being the Olivet College men's basketball team and the program. So, you know, how are the guys doing? How's the team doing? How are the other coaches doing through this? Yeah, but, you know, it was weird because I first time in my life I had individual meetings uh, on speakerphone with them, you know, and but it was great. I mean, we, you know, you got a lot of time and we talked and, and uh, we do some group texting and then some more individual texting. Yeah, but just staying in communication with them. And, you know, we have some personalities on our team, just like him. And so all of a sudden we'll, we'll get a group text from one of them saying something funny. But, you know, I think they're doing fine. I mean, they all know if, if there's something that's going on that they need or want to talk about. Uh, Coach Loveless and Coach Snyder and Coach McClary and myself, we're all there for them. Um, but, again, that's, that's a standing part of our relationship throughout the year. And, you know, I, I, there's parts of this for sure that, that some of these guys are liking. You know, there's no <laughs> – and, again, it, go, it goes back to – I think what, what I said earlier a little bit, just you wake up every day and man, there's, there's plenty of stuff that we can choose to be upset about and not like, and there's plenty of stuff that we can choose to absolutely make the most of. And so that, that's the message that I think we're trying to get to them is just embrace it, do what you have to do. You know, th this whole situation puts so much into perspective and, you know, wants versus needs, and I mean, we could go on and on talking about that, but we just, we keep the lines of communication open. It's so easy to communicate nowadays with technology that we have. Um, so that's, that's where we're at with those guys. You know, I know, I know the basketball players a lot. Um, I'm sure that they're taking care of themselves. I'm really happy for, um, you know, all the hard work that you and coach Snyder and uh, coach Loveless and uh, coach McCleary are putting into this. Uh, I have learned something through this. Uh, like Dane said, I, Facebook, I guess, is kind of, you know, going to it at times. I've, 
I'm at home for 23 hours a day. I take an hour bike ride or so. So 23 hours a day, I got to get on Facebook. I'm friends now on Facebook with Coach Snyder. I'm not a big yeah. like Facebook person. I've yeah. learned that Coach Snyder is an artist. Oh my gosh! I never knew it. Amazing artist. He's an he's an artist that happens to be coaching some basketball. Oh gosh! And has another full time job. That guy's yeah. an artist. So so what are you doing? What what's your hobby? What's the thing that you've picked up during this? Um, you know, I I've been trying to get healthy. I've been riding a bike 10 to 15 miles a day. What, what are you doing? What have you picked up that's new? What are you, how are you dealing with it? Coronavirus is going to get athletic director Shockey healthy. The, <laughs> the irony in that is beautiful. Um, so one thing I've done, and this is something that I do anyways, but sadly now I've done even more of it. Uh, YouTube is incredible to me. It's absolutely incredible. And every year about this time throughout the summer, uh, when the season ends, I get on YouTube and I mean, I have watched, oh God, just last night I watched game one and game five of the 91 NBA finals, which just crushed me when I was a kid. I was a ninth grader at that time. And, you know, I just hated Jordan with a passion <laughs> at that time because he stole the torch from magic. Um, and so I, I really watched those and broke that down gone back and watched more of the 2013-2014 Spurs Heat finals. Uh, I've watched a lot of Princeton games from the, the late 90s with Coach Pete Carrill, mm -hmm. who introduced the Princeton offense, which we've we've done a little bit of and we'll, we'll try to do a little bit more. Um, so just the time to go back and, and do things like that and look at things like that. Um, you know, with, with the technology nowadays, we have so – much to stay busy, uh, to learn, to read, to investigate things. Now, if this would have happened in 1993 and I wasn't allowed to go outside, that's when some boredom might set in. There's only so many games to be a jam on my Sega Genesis I was going to play until, you know, again, my thumbs were going to fall off due to arthritis. Um, so there, there's so many ways to stay connected. And another thing too, just, just trying to reconnect with some people actually take the time to pick up the phone and call somebody which which we probably all don't do enough of you know so yeah i mean there's there's so many so many things we I, my wife and and mr shockey's tried to do this over the time that i've known him my wife has actually gotten me into a netflix series the stranger it's it's weird it's british i i want to watch it with doug carter so i can understand what that <laughs> are they're saying uh but it's 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 intriguing it's got me roped in and then uh i we watched the tiger king which <laughs> i feel like i can't get that time back i wasted <laughs> time there watching whoa that. you gotta <laughs> kid me the first two episodes it was it was almost like watching a car accident oh, i was yeah. so That's blown away that this was real that i couldn't believe it and i couldn't quit watching and then as it went on i kind of was like okay you know i've I've seen enough. This is depressing. Oh, but I thought it looking was... at the big cats are beautiful. You know? I thought it was great though, because they had you hooked from the beginning, knowing that he was in prison. That's yeah. I kept oh, watching yeah. it, trying to figure out where did he go wrong. Yeah, so, storytelling, baby. Oh, the, the Tiger King I thought was fantastic, but much like yeah. you, my wife wouldn't sit down and watch it with me. It's just it's crazy, isn't it? The yeah, and they were. I think the thing that helps the viewership is like they were talking about the 
tigers have an incredible ability just to suck people in because yes. they are so beautiful. They're so big. They're yes, just they're fascinating. Yes. And, if they would have just shown more footage of, of, you know, a lion and a tiger in a cage together, I'm a little bit of a nerd with that stuff. I got to be honest. I will sometimes pull up YouTube and Google videos of a, of a lion and a tiger fight. It's all the, it's just, it's competition. It's rivals. It's who's the biggest and the baddest, you know, just intriguing, absolutely intriguing to me. It, so in everything that you've seen, everything that you've done over the last, gosh, I guess, are we going on four weeks now with this? Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's anything encouraging or special or a message that you would like to get out to the Olivet College community to help them get, get through this time? Um, obviously, we all know and understand and, and have aspirations and hopes that this will be over. But is there anything special you want to share with them um, to help them get through this? I think this whole... Um, COVID-19 pandemic tragedy. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to define it, but I, I think it really does give all of us, uh, no matter where we are in life, it gives us an opportunity to really put into practice um, making the most of each day that, that you're given on, uh, on, <laughs> on this earth, within our human lives, within our existence. And it gives us a chance for uh, to put things into perspective, um, maybe for a lot of us to put things back into a more of a proper perspective because they might have been a little bit out of perspective. Um, I had an interesting thing. I talked to uh, a coach that was that was a mentor of mine. Um, he's probably in his mid fifties, early to mid fifties, and he was very young when he got his first head coaching job. And I said, you know, so how you know how are you holding up? What are you what are you doing? Anything special? Anything different? He goes. He goes, you know, Sam, I am, I am loving this because after 25 years of being a head coach, I'm tired and I've just gotten to take a step back and I've gotten to relax a little bit. And then I, I, I live up in the Lansing area. I saw an interview with Coach Izzo on TV and he said, you know, I'm reorganizing my office. I mean, this was before, you know, the, the stay at home, everything became a hardened rule. So he was still going in there at that time. Uh, and I, I'm just going through things and, and cleaning out my desk drawers I mean, something as simple as that. Right. But I think that that's a pretty good goal every day is to wake up with the same attitude that you normally have every day and okay, we've got to make adjustments now, but what can we do with our time to better ourselves, to better the people that are in our life, uh, you know, in, in the three of our cases to, to try to better the people that are under our influence and every day is a gift from God. Make the most of it. Well said. I, I don't That's think, uh, I know I couldn't say it any better. Dane, I, I doubt Dane you could, could but, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure going to take no. that. No, that was wonderfully spun and wonderfully said. So uh, I want to thank Coach Hargraves for coming in. I know I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Um, I know other members of OC Nation, the Olivet College family, will be happy to hear some familiar voices. And uh, that's really why we're doing all this. So um, keep your eyes, at, your eyes peeled, your ears open, I guess, or vice versa. Um, as we go on and we find more members of the Olivet College community to bring in and chat with, um, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, anywhere, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Apple, through iTunes, pretty much anywhere, Spotify. 
Um, and keep your eye out for some links and things through all that college social media. Um, and like we said at the beginning, if you want to be a part of the show, let us know. Um, if you have questions you'd like us to ask a member of the Olivet College family, uh, reach out to me or uh, Athletic Director Shockey through email and let us know. And uh, I'll kick off some thank yous and see what Ryan and even Coach Hargraves have to ask. But uh, I want to thank at least uh, Ryan for getting this idea and helping put it together and being a great host. I want to thank Coach Hargraves for coming on. Again, always a pleasure. Nice to hear and welcome again to the Olivet College family. Uh, I want to thank the Olivet College Marketing Department our administration, the faculty, staff, and all of their family members and pets and everything. And most importantly to me, our students, who are going through a really, really tough time. Uh, but we know that Olivet College, we've been around since 1844 because of times like this. Uh, we all as an Olivet College family, it's all about overcoming. Uh, it's about dealing with situations that people say, it's going to go bad. It's going to go this way. And we say, no, it's not. And we overcome and we really perform. Um, so for all of the, all of that college students, keep your heads up, keep talking to your faculty, staff, advisors, coaches, teammates, all those people. Um, and especially close to me, um, those essential employees, people who are still working, healthcare workers on the front line, fighting this pandemic and trying to help everybody out. Uh, so those are a lot of thank yous for me. Shaki, Sam, anything you would like to add to shout out? Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, well said, couldn't say it any better, Dane. Um, it, yeah, thank you to you two for the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so I would like to thank Dane. I, uh, a week ago now I called. Yeah, I think so. And said, hey, you know, I had, I, I didn't, I don't get to do this stuff professionally. I had a great time broadcasting the basketball game with you. Dane, I think you're a ton of fun to work with. Uh, so thank you for letting us run with this idea. Uh, thank you to our students and those that are out there that are listening. Um, thank you to Sam. You know, we needed a guest. And I, well, I thought, who's the one guy I could call that I think would probably say yes. And if he says no, yeah. I could give him a hard enough time to guilt him into saying yes. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have to guilt him in, but Sam, thanks for being our first guest on this. Um, and just like, uh, like Dane mentioned, I'd like to thank all of the essential employees out there on the front lines doing these things and all of the parents. We have all instantly become teachers and principals and superintendents. So dealing with that curveball in our lives. So thank you to the mothers out there and, and the fathers that are doing a great job with their kids. And I would be amiss if I didn't specifically thank the essential workers at Olivet College. We still have people showing up to work every day there, uh, even though our students aren't on campus, making sure that the, the campus is safe and prepared and ready for us to come back. So a big shout out to the maintenance staff. Um, you know, they're coming in every day on a rotational basis. The housekeepers, um, the people that we've always counted on are still there. So a huge thank you to them. And uh, yes, thank you to everybody that's listening. So hopefully uh, this has brought uh, some, some light to your day. Hopefully this has been fun. I know I enjoyed it. So thank you to the two of you. Um, Keep, uh, keep a lookout for our next episode. And uh, until then, stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, I can't leave without saying it. Go Comets. Go Comets. Roll Comets.